Hey guys, Brandon Dawson here from the Tribe of Christians. Today is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Just want to thank you guys for tuning in and for watching. Now, uh, unfortunately, I have got this uh, new job. And so I, uh, my new job is about an hour and a half away from where I live. So I'm having to commute make the commute and I work 12 hour shifts so I don't really have a whole lot of time to get into the studio and actually uh, record an all out um, video like I would normally do which is why I'm kind of recording this on my way home so I've got some really important information to get to you guys some things I really want to talk about some things I want to explain and get into some biblical prophecy for you guys so you've probably been wondering, you probably have seen on the headlines here recently with this massive, massive, huge uh, cyber attack on the one of the largest healthcare networks by China. And including, uh, I believe this happened on the, uh, the 22nd on, on uh, Wednesday and Thursday of last week, alongside with the massive uh, AT&T outage that, infected, uh, that impacted multiple uh, cell carriers and networks all across the nation. And so you guys have probably have read those headlines. Uh, some of you might be impacted by what is happening, what is going on. And this is very, very serious, and this is potentially one of the beginning early signs of World War III, in which I'm going to talk about some of this stuff going on with World War III, with China, with China's role, I believe, what they're going to play uh, a major role in uh, starting World War III. And I'm going to talk about how Russia and China will play their roles in setting the stage for the Gong and Magog War. We're going to talk about uh, that. Also going to talk about the Northeast Coast prophecies, uh, how, where I believe the areas of the United States are going to be heavily targeted uh, at the beginning of these attacks that will occur leading into World War III. A whole lot of stuff is going on, and even greater its potential consequences or influences concerning the 2024 presidential election. So there is a lot, and I mean a lot of stuff that I want to talk about, I want to get into. It's very important for you guys to be paying attention to this, especially, especially if you are a Bible-believing Christian uh, you want to understand where we are in our current times on the prophetic timeline. And this will show you, just come to show how close we are, not just to the rapture of the church, uh, but also to the uh, Gog and Magog war and the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. It, because it is literally, and I mean literally, just around the corner so i'm going to talk about all this stuff some of these headlines uh and what's going on and i'm going to also explain to you in depth the details uh and the key players uh, and what this war this coming war is going to be about 
So, as I mentioned at the very beginning, that there are headlines about a massive cyber attack that hit the uh, United Health, uh, United Healthcare Systems, one of the largest healthcare providers in the nation, uh, and this coincided again uh, with the February 22nd, the Wednesday, Thursday, uh, AT&T, and massive cell outages all across the nation. I'm going to uh, explain a little more detail about that in just a minute as well. And so these are uh, the healthcare systems that were the cyber attacks are coming from China. And then at the same time, there is also uh, a major headlines coming out about the FBI, CIA, all warning, uh, warning the DOJ, warning the uh, our government, uh, putting out these massive warnings about the cyber capabilities of China, the major, major cyber threat against the United States coming from China, not just Russia. So uh, we were, some of the people were talking about this today and were asking me uh, what my thoughts were on this. Now, to be honest, to be very honest, the AT&T outage that happened, AT&T claims that this was uh, a a human error, a result of human error and error in their coding uh, while they were doing some expansion work uh, that resulted in this massive outage. Now, number one, I don't believe that there is such thing as a coincidence. There are no coincidences whatsoever. I talk about this very frequently on our channel and on, our, uh, on all of our bo uh, broadcasting platforms there are no coincidences, no coincidences, especially in biblical prophecy. So the timing of this AT&T outage that is coinciding with these massive cyber attacks uh, coming from China is a little, quote unquote, coincidental. It's too, the timing is too close to say that this is uh, just, ah, it's just a coincidence. Now, what I believe, because if you look at the AT, now something you need to be paying attention. A lot of people are not talking about this, uh, but if you pull up various different maps of the outages that occurred from uh, the cellular outages, and it's important to note here that this was not just AT and T. There were other uh, cell uh, carriers. They also reported thousands of outages. So I believe Verizon, uh, as well as, uh, I'm not sure, I'm going to have to double check, uh, but I believe T-Mobile as well may have been uh, impacted, although there are some reports saying that uh, T-Mobile said that they weren't impacted at all. Uh, but that cell outage impacted not just cell phones, it impacted 911 systems. People weren't able to call 911 or reach their uh, 911 dispatchers at all. It impacted uh, local city governments, hospitals, uh, networks, uh, massive implications with that. That just doesn't happen because of a simple human coding error, just, just you know, to impact all these systems all at once hundreds of thousands of people. And then if you pull up a map, you pull up uh, several different maps and you compare the outages, where these outages occurred, and where, where they happened at, it begins to paint a very specific picture and it looks like that this just wasn't a coincidence, but perhaps 
this was actually strategically targeted areas because uh, number one they targeted or these uh, California Los Angeles those areas which are major major technological hubs um, and communication centers right you think about all the you think think about all the major uh, network in technological uh, hubs that support our communications infrastructure that you know internet not just cell phones but also the uh, internet social media things like that they all come out of California so California was hit massively in these areas Texas was also another area that was hit specifically Dallas and Houston now you're saying you probably ask you what is so strategically important about Houston well what comes out of Houston Houston is where we have the uh, NASA Johnson Space Station or Space Center and it's where our NASA uh, satellite communications massive a whole bunch of satellite communications uh, systems go through right there in Houston Texas as well as its interconnection to Dallas now Austin was also hit Austin is also uh, home to several major technology uh, hubs uh, and technology businesses now Atlanta Georgia was also hit which is also another massive technology area and then you get into Charlotte Charlotte was also another major area that was hit and this is very very key to understand um, to get this what is so important about Charlotte right well Charlotte is the is the nation's second largest financial hub or financial district in the nation second largest in New York City Charlotte also has its own Federal Reserve there Charlotte is home to uh, Bank of America that's where its global headquarters are at as long as well as a whole bunch of other banks uh, so that is a very critical area now New York City and Washington DC were also hit and what is of course we all know what the significance is behind New York City and Washington DC now I have talked about this uh, over and over and over I've mentioned it um, now when I get some time I'll be sure to include some of the links in the about section so if you guys want to go back and check out some of these videos that I did and I talked about some of these specific areas uh, you can go back and look it up and watch it for yourself but I have talked about this I've talked about the coming World War three and I have talked about China's involvement and how China will be the one to attack first China is going to attack the nation, the United States first, and that is what is going to essentially launch World War III. Um, I have I've got several videos, I've got several postings on our on the Tribe of Christians website that go back to May of 2021, where I have talked, where I saw not just the war in Europe and with Russia. I also saw uh, a massive major war and conflict with China occurring between China and the United States as well. This goes all the way back to May of 20, May of 2021, and I've got videos on that. And so, 
um, I have uh, got very, very uh, a, a track record of prophetic dreams going back uh, of several videos where I believe that have told me that China is going to be involved is going to be the first one to attack. It is not Russia. It is China. Russia follows later. So what I believe what will happen in this, what I believe will unfold, how World War III would happen, how China would attack, China is not going to attack uh, the same way or in the same manner in which Japan attacked the United States uh, in Pearl Harbor for World War II back in December. And so uh, it's a much this it's a much different they're gonna attack much differently. It's gonna be much different tactics. Uh, it's gonna be uh, preemptive uh, attacks and they're not going to attack. Uh, in the same way. It's not going to be just, hey, we're going to go and target the West Coast because of our Pacific fleets. Uh, that's It's not going to happen anywhere near how World War II uh, played out or how it started, how the United States were brought into the war. It's what's going to happen is that China, I believe they are going to target our eastern coast, our northeastern coast, and it's not going to start off with military uh, strikes, military strategic strikes like bombardments and missiles. It's not going to happen that way, at least not at first. What will happen is China will use cyber uh, attacks against our nation first, very similarly to what we are seeing now. And I believe what we're seeing now are dry runs. These are uh, dry runs, practice runs for the big game that is going to be coming. So China is going to launch a massive cyber attack and cyber campaign against our communication networks. That will be the first thing that happens. They will target our cell phone carriers. They will target our uh, internet service providers. They're going to overwhelm our servers uh, and pretty much shut down uh, the internet, at least on our side of things, shut down our communications through cell phone providers uh, they are going to launch everything they can that is going to shut down and confuse our communication networks to where we're not going to have the cell phone coverages, we're not going to have the internet, uh, it's going to be just massive chaos. Now the second thing that China will do is they will launch uh, additional cyber attacks uh, and digital campaigns against our uh, nation's infrastructure and energy uh, targeting our energy sectors as well as um, these are our electric companies our uh, pipe our oil pipelines uh, distribution centers uh, things of that nature that will massively disrupt our energy flow it's going to impact the uh, fuel the fueling in our fuel pumps it's going to impact businesses uh, ability to transport um, fuel and, uh, and cargo, logistics, all that, it's going to be a dang nightmare. So once they have launched their cyber attacks against our communications networks, and after they have launched cyber attacks against our key infrastructure areas, that's after that has happened, and I don't believe that this will just be like a, uh, 
uh, a one thing or within a couple hours. I think this will be like uh, multiple days of persistent cyber warfare. That's when they're going to strategically move uh, in position to um, set up to take Taiwan and set up a stockade and uh, a stockade and completely surround Taiwan, isolate it, and cut it off. Now, World War Three. There are two parts. Well, there are two parts to this war. There's the beginning, and then there's the ending, uh, or the second part of this war, which is what will open the door and pave the way for the Gog and Magog War. The main thing about World War Three is going to be. Uh, it's going to be energy. It's going to be oil. It's going to be commodities. And it is going to be uh, critical resources. Now, Taiwan, if you guys do not know this, um, our nation gets, I think, I could be wrong, like 80% uh, and 70 to 80% of our rubber from Taiwan. So if you think about everything, about what what all the things our nation uses rubber for, right? You uh, think about the tires on your car. Think about uh, all the way down to uh, tennis shoes, like the rubber soles on a tennis shoe. Uh, all you think about conduit, uh, different things that are uh, used for electrical coating, all kinds of stuff that we rely on for rubber. So. Once China sets up the blockade around uh, Taiwan, they're going after they're going after Taiwan because of the rubber and because of all those uh, elements, uh, critical resources that are needed to make those uh, to make all the computer chips, uh, all the stuff that are powering vehicles today, uh, cars. Uh, the batteries, right? A lot of these uh, huge, massive batteries that are needed to make these electrical vehicles rely on a lot of the resources that come out of those areas. So China's goal, uh, actually before I get into this, the second part of this would be understanding what's going on behind Russia and Russia's war into Ukraine. Now, again, I, I will, I've said this before, multiple times on my channel i am neither for nor against russia i uh do not think good or bad of russia i don't think they are good nor evil uh i think russia's sole purpose in biblical prophecy is to reveal the exactly as ezekiel 38 tells us uh god will use uh the events of the gog and magog war uh, some people believe it will be Turkey. Some people believe it will be Russia or perhaps both. I happen to believe it will be both, but I believe it will be Russia that leads the war. But we know that God's sole purpose behind it is to bring the revelation of himself to all of the nations and specifically to bring about the revelation of grace to his people Israel. Uh, where they come into the self saving knowledge uh, and salvation of the Lord Jesus. So that's Russia's sole purpose. The same thing with China, except China has just a slightly different role, and it's more involved in the tribulation period. Uh, when we get down the road, the Lord God will use uh, China 
uh, as a means to interrupt the tribulation period uh, to break the peace treaty three and a half years into the tribulation period. That's a whole different message. I'm not going to get into that right now. But anyways, so right now, Russia claims uh, that they the reason why they have uh, launched their special uh, military operations into Ukraine is because of the NATO expansion uh, into Ukraine and the threat that it poses against Russia. Though that might be partially true. That might be partially true. However, uh, I don't believe that Russia's motivation behind Ukraine is solely focused on NATO. I believe that like all other wars are all about commodities, about oil, and it's about energy. And I'm going to give you some examples and explain that in just a second. So Russia's reasoning for going against Ukraine uh, is, I believe, the sole purpose of energy and for oil. There's massive major, those oil pipelines, the oil, the commodities uh, that are in Ukraine. So I believe uh, that is one of the major influences why uh, Russia is going after Ukraine. If they control Ukraine, they control a, a large portion of the oil uh, the oil trade routes that go into Europe, those pipelines, uh, a whole bunch of other things. And there's a lot more that goes into this. Now, uh, man, there's just so much to this, guys. Man, uh, a lot. So I really hope you guys are paying attention and listening to me on this. Now, the United States, at least under the Biden administration, I believe truly, right, uh, is using uh, war is always been a profitable situation for uh, nations and for manufacturers, um, for those who uh, manufacture weapons and things like that. War has always been prosperous, uh, and what I mean by prosperous, I don't mean necessarily. Uh, it depends on your perspective how you look at it, because uh, these the major world wars put a lot of nations in debt. However, uh, wars are very, um, to certain perspectives, very prosperous and effective, beneficial to certain uh, to certain administrations, certain elements, certain goals to uh, governments, right? Um, because uh, not not only do certain special interests make a lot of money off of wars, uh, but wars also. Uh, History has shown that wars are very good for elections, uh, are great for elections, and they usually work in the favor of whoever that sitting president is, especially if they're up for a second term. Now, I want to go back and uh, go back and give you a little bit of history uh, behind uh, behind the last several major wars in the U.S. invasion into uh, some of these countries because it plays a massive role in setting the stage for the Gog and Magog War. Now, if you take a look, first of all, if you take a look at who the certain nations are that are specifically named in the Bible, Ezekiel 37 and 38, which nations are involved in the uh, war of Gog and Magog, and you compare it uh, 
to the OPEC oil nations today, right? You look at all the nations that are uh, involved, that are in accordance with the OPEC. Pretty much all of the OPEC nations are the same nations that are listed or named in the War of Gog and Magog, right? That is a major, very critical piece of information to understand that tells us that this coming war isn't just about a religious war against Israel. It is also a major, massive, global struggle for uh, world dominance to control the markets, control oil, to control commodities. It's about uh, being the world superpower uh, and the world reserve currency. Now we know that eventually the seven-year tribulation period, there is one world government, one world currency, and it's uh, it's tied in. It's got a digital factor because of the mark of the beast. Uh, and so we know that something has to cause that and lead up to those uh, elements or those aspects that happen there. So the if you look at the OPEC nations, they are... The nations that are named specifically that go against Israel to attack Israel. And those nations are led by Russia. Uh, I believe it is Russia because if you look at the events that are happening right now, why Russia is attacking uh, Ukraine. Again, I said it specifically about the oil. Now, how else and why else do we know this? Uh, what happened right in 2020? Now, I want you to take a look. If you go back and you look at 2020, a lot of people do not notice. A lot of people don't even uh, re, or completely forgot about this. But in 2020, 2021, during the COVID pandemic, what happened in the oil markets? Now, again, I've got videos. I've got podcasts. You can go back and look at this and listen to it where I said before the Russian invasion even began, I said, Watch what happens with the oil. Watch the oil markets. Watch what certain nations do uh, concerning their uh, oil output and the oil trade because the U.S. dollar uh, is pegged to oil, right? We, you hear about this all the time that the U.S. dollar is not backed by gold. It's not really backed by anything. So how is it? that the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve uh, currency and how it's maintained its trading power uh, or influence um, to this very day. It's because of a system called the petrodollar. Now, I'm not going to do an entire video on that. This is just going to be like a, a three-hour video if I do that. Uh, but anyways, you know, you get some time, go back and research the petrodollar. And the petrodollar system was created around the uh, time of the uh, 1960s, uh, or the last Yom Kippur War, right? I believe 1973, the last time we had, or Israel had that, uh, the Yom Kippur War, um, the OPEC nations put, uh, put up a, they uh, raised the uh, prices of, they cut off production, raise the prices of oil and protest against the United States, against the Western uh, nations and who were in alliance uh, or supported Israel. So 
That was a massive thing. That's why we had the major oil crisis uh, in the 19th, uh, in the 70s was because of the Yom Kippur War, because of the United States' support of Israel. And what just happened this past October, almost 50 years to the day, we had another Yom Kippur War, right? Uh, Israel, Hamas attacked, brutally attacked Israel on the uh and almost on uh, to the day on the anniversary of Yom Kippur, so and they are uh, still at war at this very moment. It is uh, I'm telling you, it is about the oil, right? Not just religion. So I'm telling you, there's no coincidences with God, absolutely none. So what happened in 2020? All right, I was talking about this when we get back. Got a little sidetracked there. So what happened in 2020, right? You go back to 2020, during the pandemic, what happened in the oil markets? Saudi Arabia and Russia, Saudi Arabia and Russia increased, intentionally increased their oil outputs in order to drive the prices of oil down. Now, why would they want to do that, right? Why would they want to, wouldn't they want to cut production in order to increase the prices and make a larger profit. they. Uh, but this was the exact opposite, right? During 2020, during the pandemic, uh, when the world was pretty much shut down, there was no uh, demand for oil. It dramatically plummeted. So there was no demand. And although there was no demand, Saudi Arabia, along with Russia and some of the other nations, intentionally and increased their oil production, increased it uh, to drive the prices down. Why? Because the U.S. dollar is pegged to oil. So the the oil plummets would have, and there are if if the oil plummets, there's no demand, right? Then, then what happens to the U.S. dollar, right? It plummets. So that's a little, you know, that's what happened. So. Anybody, right? If you just happen to take a step back, use some common sense, uh, and you ask some uh, some good questions, why would they do this? Why why would they intentionally drive the oil uh, output to increase for uh, and drop the prices? Uh, this was economic warfare. This was intentionally economic warfare to impact the U.S. economy and drive it further down into the market. Because remember. That March of 2020, what happened? The uh, the U.S. Uh, economy began to tank, began to crash as a result of these shutdowns, and so in addition for the stock markets crashing, you had uh, the oil markets crashing as well. So it and this was 100% economic warfare. Now I believe all the way back. Right? I believe Russia already had this planned and already strategically had it planned. And I believe China has a plan as well. These guys know exactly what they're doing. This wasn't, hey, uh, I'm just going to wake up one day and just decide to invade. No, this was strategically planned. And we even, you know, I can say this over and over again. I've got videos that document one, two years in advance talking about the coming invasion we've even got uh i've even got publications that prophesied exactly to the very date to the very date 
of when the Russian invasion would occur. So what's happening is that over the last, you know, however long it's been with Russia's invasion into Ukraine, all they have to do is sit back and drive, uh, sit back and wait for the United States to, to deplete its uh, supplies, deplete its supplies, uh, deplete its uh, munitions, its uh, equipment, and just keep running it down, running it down, running it down. Because remember, uh, it's a waiting game, right? So if Russia really wanted to take Ukraine, they absolutely could. There's no doubt in my mind about it. There's more to what is going on. There's a much bigger picture. And a lot of it has to do with timing. A lot of it has to do with the economy and waiting for the markets. So the very next move, I believe, what is going to happen is, again, uh, China is going to be the one to strategically... Uh, will be the one to strike first and will attack the nation first and it'll start with cyber warfare uh, cyber attacks and whatnot and then at some point in time when they begin to make the transition uh, to start surrounding Ukraine uh, Taiwan and cutting it off that is when a military strike will come and will attack against the northeast part of the nation and they they will militarily target, our infrastructure, our key infrastructure, they'll target our uh, government leadership and they will target our financial hubs. Every, uh, it's like, again, this is not the same concepts that were used in World War II. This is very much different uh, strategy and this is a different time period. We, uh, we have much more advanced technology. Uh, there's a whole lot of other resources and weapons uh, that governments have to use to fight war. Now, I don't. I now, what is China waiting for? What are they waiting for? What is going to be the key moment uh, that will influence China to make the decision of exactly when to attack? Now, I believe China is going to wait for the elections. I believe that is what's going to happen. I believe the nations right now are sitting and waiting to see what happens in the elections, and that will determine uh, the timeline. Should Joe Biden win the election? That's it. That you can completely bet that things are are, are going to happen are in our around the corner. Now, should Trump win the elections? I believe things will still happen. It, it will just simply be delayed. However, uh, I have got several videos um, that I have previously talked about what is going on between Trump and the uh, presidential elections and God's uh, involvement with this. Right? I'm not going to say too much about it. I've talked about it so many times. Go back and watch it, right? I don't believe that's... I mean, anything can happen, but there are a lot of things going on that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people don't uh, see the significance of what happened in 2020 concerning Israel and how those decisions played a major consequence into those elections and what is happening today. So I believe the Lord God has given the nation four years. 
He gave us four years to repent from uh, what has happened. But then we're trying to divide up the land of Israel. He's given us, uh, he gave uh, not just four years to repent. He's given us uh, many different options or different leaders to choose, choose from. However, we have uh, been very persistent. We have had, uh, our hearts have been extremely hardened. We've been very closed off um, to what has happened. The reality uh, from God's actual perspective, how he views things. So if you want more information about that, you're just going to have to go back and watch some of those videos, you know. So there is no doubt in my mind that we are literally right around the corner from World War III. And I believe, originally, I believe that things could happen as early as June of this summer. I, I've talked about that. There's a specific date that I have been watching, I have been paying attention to. A lot of you guys are aware of that date. Uh, something, it may happen, it may not happen. Why this date? I, I don't know. But a lot of things are very dependent upon what happens with Joe Biden and also with Kamala Harris. I've got other videos that go back and talk about that. Uh, prophecies relating to a Kamala Harris presidency. So right now, guys, I believe God has given the nation a very, very small and short window, right? Certain things are happening that should wake us up to our very core and understand that the Bible is 100% true. God is who he says he is. He will do what he says he will do. There is no middle ground with God. It's black and right. It's yes or no. And he means what he means. He says what he says. So if there is an element of sin on the nation, and there is right now, there is a massive element of idolatry and sin upon the nation. Right? We're not just dealing with the LGBT or abortion. Right? We are also dealing with the sin of trying to divide the land of Israel. This goes back to the 2020 Peace to Prosperity Plan. I've talked about this over and over. So we have not repented from it. And it was the GOP, it was conservatives, 70 of our nation's top evangelical leaders who did this, who approved the plan uh, and gave its uh, stamp of approval to, uh, to divide Israel. Joel 3.1 warns against the division of the land. That's the point that starts the tribulation period. We have not repented from it. We haven't acknowledged it. Nobody's talking about it. And we're running as if we can completely ignore it. And nothing is going to happen that we are going to get the outcomes that we want to happen. Well, I, I've, I've got some uh, unfortunate news to tell you guys if we do not repent from what happened, if we do not humble ourselves and repent, right, then uh, things are going to get very bad, very difficult, and very quick. It's not going to be easy. We're not going to have the outcomes that we want to or expect to happen. And I don't wish this on the nation. I don't wish a, a bad outcome on anybody, you know. But the Lord is who he says he is. Now the next, uh, if you guys are watching, if you're still watching, you're still listening to me. There's another critical key piece of information 
we are finding out that on April 8th of 2024, the solar eclipse is going to happen. Now, I've got a million videos that talks about that, so you, uh, I'm not going to go into detail about the eclipse. You can go back and watch those videos. However, there's a new piece of information that has uh, come to surface that from the day of uh, the eclipse happens from April 8th of 2024 to the very to March. Uh, I, I don't want to get the date wrong. I don't want to misquote it. I just know that this is going to occur. To the day Pentecost happens, right? To the day Pentecost happens is 40 days uh, exactly. 40 days. 40 days. Where have we seen this number before? And where has this coincided before with an eclipse? Well, the... Excuse me, I'm over here uh, trying to drive and, and everything. Sometimes I can't do more than one thing at the same time. If you go back and look, some uh, scholars have found archaeological evidence that at the time of Jonah's preaching to Nineveh, right? Jonah, the Lord God told Jonah, go to Nineveh and preach. Right in 40 days, unless you repent, Nineveh will be overtaken. So, there happened to be a solar eclipse that occurred right around the time of Jonah's preaching to Nineveh. And because of that solar eclipse, Nineveh heard the warning, they believed it, and they repented. And I want to say and believe that there was at least 20... 20 years, it may have been 40 years of uh, peace in Nineveh. God extended Nineveh's grace period uh, before it was final destruction, finally came. Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. So, if you go back and you look at the 2017 solar eclipse, there is one major pattern and very interesting pattern that emerges and that's that the um, the towns of Salem right Salem is the before the city of Jerusalem before David renamed uh, the city to Jerusalem it was originally first called Salem until David took it over conquered it and it became renamed it to Jerusalem so Salem uh, is the name that relates to Jerusalem so if you do a search, right, uh, I, this is out there, 2017, the totality path of the uh, American solar eclipse, it crossed paths with over, I think, nine, seven to nine cities that were named Salem. No coincidence whatsoever. And what happened after that eclipse, right? Uh, 2020 came. And we nearly tried to divide up Jerusalem. We were going to give 70% of Judea to the Palestinians for statehood. And then came everything else that followed. So if you go back and you look, right, or Google it, research it, the eclipse that's coming on April 8th. So there is a new pattern that emerges. So again, there is a city 
that emerges, uh, the, that the the path of totality crosses over a city called Nineveh, and it crosses. I think there are seven or eight different cities named Nineveh that will be in the direct path of totality. So we again we are seeing a new pattern in a similar pattern that is emerging from 2017 and what was the so the message to Jerusalem was do not touch or divide the land don't touch it now this message what is the message to Nineveh repent turn away and repent or you shall be overthrown the nation right now has not repented for the events that happened from the 2017 solar eclipse, the warning against Jerusalem not to divide it. We haven't repented. In fact, we have persisted even more greatly and persisted uh, in our calls uh, to Benjamin Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu uh, to establish the Palestinian statehood. Now, thank God, thank God that Benjamin Netanyahu has learned his lesson. He has learned his lesson and he has rejected Every single call, all calls for Palestinian statehood, flat out rejected it. No chance in heck are they going to go for any sort of two-state solution. So Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel has finally learned its lesson and has repented from it. But we have not, the United States has not repented and turned away from it. We, uh, we, we just think that you know, look at Christians, the church today in America. We are like the lukewarm church. I've talked about this. We want to pick and choose which parts of the Bible that we like and ignore everything else. We think just because we call ourselves Christians or a Christian nation or because we bless Israel in some forms does not mean or we does not mean that uh, we, we believe that God's just going to turn his back and ignore all the other sins that are being committed in the nation just completely ignore the fact that we nearly divided his inheritance Joel 3 1 so yes we are heading for World War 3 we are heading for disaster and calamity if we do not turn away and repent if we don't do it so guys I'm going to get off my soap opera box now that's going to pretty much conclude everything that I've got for you. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, as always, please feel free to reach out to me through email. My email is brandon at tribeofchristians.com. You can reach out to us through uh, through our website, www.tribeofchristians.com. Leave a comment below. You know, I take the time to actually read uh, the emails and the comments, and I respond to them uh, as quickly as possible. So guys, as always, stay encouraged, right? Because despite everything that is happening, we know that God exists. God is faithful to his word, and he is faithful to carry out everything that he says he would do. How does that, what does that mean in your own personal life? God is faithful even to us in our own personal lives. God is very much involved in each one of our lives, and he is faithful to carry out both the blessings and the curses. So it's important. That we not just believe in Jesus, that we not just uh, confess 
that Jesus is who he says he is, but we also repent and turn away from sin, turn away from evil, and we are obediently living out the call, which is why I say, run your race, run the good race, fight the good fight of faith, do not give up, do not turn to the left or to the right, but stay straight. So guys, as always, stay encouraged, and whatever you do, don't lose hope, and never give up.